Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. What is up, my CEOs, and welcome to another episode of She's Doing Big Things. I am your host, Alicia Lee, and I don't know about you all, but I am feeling a bit apocalyptic up in here. We went out of the house yesterday just to get groceries, to, you know, maintain some social distancing, and to gather more groceries than we've literally ever bought in our entire lives at one time. So we're all stocked up and we're ready to continue on through the quarantine, but that brings me to our very next conundrum. So this is a little off topic, but I want to give you all a back story and also kind of tell you where we're at. Maybe this is something you can relate to, or maybe you just want to hear what other people are out there doing in the world during a time when you feel very alone and quarantined. So my fiance, Nick, and I, we have a really unique situation, so I'll explain it for those who don't know. We sold our houses in June, and most of our stuff, we literally gave it away, got rid of it, sold it. We packed up what we had left. We bought a travel trailer, and he signed medical contracts to secure a job wherever while we live the travel life. So we left Kentucky, where we met, and I lived for 16 years, and he lived for a little over two years. We then spent three weeks with my parents. We drove across country, went up through Canada, spent three weeks with my parents in western Maine, and then we moved to our first work location of Callis, Maine. So if you don't know, that's on the Canadian border. It's on the very easternmost point of the United States. It's apparently where you see the sunrise first, and it's the pinnacle of east. (laughs) So while we were there, I mean... I'll tell you, we had a really amazing experience. If you've never been to Canada, you've never been to the Maritimes, um, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, that whole area, it is beautiful. We camped all summer. We had the best time. We absolutely loved it. So seven weeks later, we moved to Bangor, Maine, which geography lesson. It's actually called Bangor. Please don't call it Banger. (laughs) And we moved down along the coast Um, It's about 45 minutes from Mount Desert Island, which if you've ever heard of it, there's a mountain there called Cadillac. And from the peak of that is actually the first place that you can see the sunrise if you're not at sea level. So it's been a good experience in some ways. In other ways, it's been um, interesting and I've learned a lot about what I want and, you know, Nick has too of what we want and what we don't want. And so we stayed here through the seven months um, that we've been here, through winter and what we like to call ski season. (laughs) So I'll tell you, COVID definitely changed this plan a bit for us. We thought we had another month, month and a half to ski it out, to really enjoy this place that we decided to call home for a while. 
and we had a contract that was supposed to be ending April 4th, but everything is closed, obviously. The ski resort's closed. We got to be there the last day, but... We were then, on April 4th, uh, supposed to be going to Indiana for a six-week stint. And then, while in Indiana, we were going to be going to his grandmother's 90th birthday party, which we were really excited about, a huge family gathering, getting to see everybody, and I'm sure you can relate to this, other people out there who had anything planned like this. And so instead, that got canceled Um, We were supposed to go to New Mexico next for an open-ended contract, and obviously, since that time, a lot has happened. We had a huge paperwork issue that left Nick off work for um, two, almost three weeks, and we were unsure as to when he would go back, but then that got figured out and settled, but created an issue with Indiana along the way. So this was prior to covid We had to pull that contract. We knew Indiana wasn't going to happen. We were possibly going to be off for eight weeks. Then Bangor came through and extended our contract through the end of April. Well, then COVID happened, and then they were trying to pull back on the contract, and then they renewed it again. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster deciding where Nick was best utilized and if he was essential personnel. And he does work in a really remote location where there's no other anesthesia provider in a matter of, I think it's 50 or 60 mile radius. And so he is considered essential personnel there. So he's actually going to be there for the majority of the time that we stay in Bangor. He will be back in Calais. So... Our April 4th date did eventually get extended through April 26th, but our housing (laughs) ends April 6th. So then we were in a conundrum of, okay, where do we live for three weeks? And so we ended up finding an apartment, luckily, across the parking lot (laughs) from where we are. So really interesting, we will be moving literally across the parking lot. All of our stuff, all of the things, the dogs, everything. So we'll also then use the travel trailer to store everything else for about three weeks until we move again. So then we realize Nick has been working in a hospital. Clearly he has contact with anybody who has had COVID, had symptoms of it, and we have had some cases here. So we can't, in good conscience, now go to my parents in Western Maine or go to his parents in New Orleans now where they live since they've sold their house in Washington. So all of a sudden we found ourselves lost and homeless as of April 26th. We do not know what to do or where to go. So our plan is very up in the air. There is a no certainty. We are really unclear as to what the next steps are for us. And I know that there are so many of you out there struggling with what comes next. And I just want you to know, like, we're in it too. We totally get it. So if you're just looking to hear a voice who understands your situation, your predicament, I'm raising my hand in solidarity because I'm right there with you. So I wanted to give you this and tell you here's how we're handling it. And this may seem really off topic, but I promise I'm going to get back to the title of this episode, which you're probably really curious about and possibly wanting to strangle me for. So here's how we're handling it. Nick and I have both done a lot of mindset work over the years to create the most positive state that we possibly can for ourselves. But we live in this space, okay? 
You can only control that which you can control. And we remind ourselves of this whenever we feel out of control or like we have lost control. Because we only can control that which we can control, which is us and our thoughts and our response and our reactions. So daily, we take account of that. What can we actually control in this situation? The other thing that we remind ourselves is that we are not alone because we are all alone. We're all alone together. Literally, every single one of us is quarantined in our houses with our people or maybe no people. And that reminds us that we're all in the same situation. We are all feeling lonely alone. And so we are all in it together. So the next thing that we do is we decide what we can actually do. Everything else, that which we cannot do, we don't do, nor do we make it a priority or maintain the thought that we quote unquote should be doing it. We pull back, we hold back, and we give ourselves grace. Because right now, this week, I had a lot scheduled. Like, probably more than I necessarily would have in any other time. But I've been quarantined, and I have had this desire for connection. So I scheduled a lot around me for my own need to collaborate and connect and to really get in touch with other human beings right now. So this podcast took a backseat. This episode right now, it's Saturday, and I'm just now recording what would have been recorded last week and put out last Wednesday. So here we are instead. This is the new reality of what can I actually do and what can I actually control. And So I know there are a lot of people wondering what to do, how to manage. You're feeling really alone. You're feeling disempowered. You're feeling like this is happening to you. And what I want to give you are the tools that I give myself right now every day. So to sum it up, you are in control of what you can control. You are not alone. We are all alone together. You can only do that which you can do. And right now is a time to practice restraint and rationalization that there is no doing more than you can do. That's not a thing. So in the midst of the chaos, managing my mind has become a top priority. As if it wasn't before, now it's like numero uno. And I hope that it has for you too. But do you know what I've noticed to be even more important right now? For all of my business owners, my service-based, whatever you are doing out in the world to serve other people, the best advice that I can give you right now is not to put yourself in the pressure cooker. Because the outside world is already weighing down. It's already creating an innate level of stress that our bodies are dealing with inordinately anyway. So the best thing that I can tell you right now is not to have a full-on sales mentality right now. And I know that statement goes against all of my natural inclination to tell you to sell your asses off because you deserve that, because the world deserves that. And there is a way that I still believe that to be true because I know that the world needs all of our services right now. But there's a mentality shift that gets to happen right now. There's a pivot that gets to occur right now. So I know the title had you hooked and the intro is a little bit shocking, right? But I need you to bear with me right now. I mean, hell, 
your home, you're quarantining, so what the hell else is there to do, right? You might as well tune in. So I'm excited for you to be here. So let's dive back into the straight and narrow of the title, Why You Should Not Be Selling Right Now. So here we go. Hold tight, girlfriend. We are going on a wild ride this episode. So let's do this. The other day, I posted something about the activities you should, quote unquote, be doing in your business right now. Now, let me say that there are things you were doing before the world handed us a corona, and there are things that you should be doing since, and the funny thing is, none of them have changed. But what has changed is the order in which they are prioritized and the volume of which you do each. So that's it. You just rearrange and refill So in episode 24, I talked about my four-part profit system to compounding success, and I'm going to revisit that today. So if you haven't listened to that episode, now would be a really good time to put this on pause. Head over to episode 24 and tune in because this is going to, well, compound (laughs) or piggyback off of that episode, which to date is one of my most downloaded episodes. So it's definitely going to help you create the four-part simplified daily action system to create not just success right now, but the legacy kind of success that happens from compounding growth. And I don't know about you, but I want that kind of growth, the growth that leaves a lingering message and impact behind me wherever I end up after this and when I leave this earth. So this is where it begins, like literally right now. So for those of you who have listened to that episode, let me refresh your memory. Action number one is consumption. Action two is creation. Action three is collaboration. And action four is connection. And when applicable, I added action five, which is to also make offers. 99.9% of the time, it's applicable. So let me just add that in. So let me give you a synopsis of this so that we can get our exercise on in this crazy time with a bit of a memory jog. P.S. If you're listening to this later on, let me remind you this crazy time that we speak of is probably a memory of yours that goes a little something like this. Remember where you were on 9-11? Yeah. Well, now it's what did you do during the COVID disruption of 2020, right? So we are in the midst of that. But if you're listening to this a year or a decade later, you might not know that this is what I'm speaking of. So... There you go. That's it. All right, let's jog. Consumption is the intentional input of positivity or educational information into a brain that may otherwise be lost, confused, running around like a headless duck on crack at a rave. Too much, too often. So here is the key intentional input of positivity. Too many of us are consuming like we haven't eaten in a week. You do not need to ravage all of the information that's out there. There will always be more. The internet is tried, trusted, and sometimes true. So you don't always need to consume all of it. There is a lot that is not pertinent either to where you are in your business or what you're doing or what you even actually need. Also, a lot of it is marketed to create a new and unique problem that you then see as a problem that you didn't even know you had as a problem that now you believe you need to solve. Re-listen to that. Whoa. 
I know, I don't know about you, but being told I'm doing it wrong and I'm doomed to failure if I don't buy the specific system or get that certain answer at every turn is effing stressful. So instead of creating new fires continually and then chasing the solution to put them out, intentional consumption means that you know what you need when you need it and you seek the information that makes the most sense to you for you at that time and not at any other time. Doesn't that seem so much more peaceful and empowering than chasing all of the answers all of the time? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think so too. And when I took note of this and when I started doing this, holy moly, did my business change, my mindset changed, my level of peace changed. Okay, so the next action is collaboration. Now, I told you all before, but every year I set a word of intention, and this year it was collaboration, and I have freaking loved this focus. Two brains are better than one, and I'm always getting new ideas from the brilliant women that I get to collaborate with and get in contact with, but do you know what's even better than an extra brain? Oh, yeah, an extra audience. Yes! Imagine reaching into somebody else's friend list and handpicking your next collaborations, connections, biz besties, and dream clients. Because that's what collaboration does. It's a joint effort to share knowledge and disseminate into each other's audience bases. Because I guarantee you there are people in my audience and on my friend list who do not want to buy from me simply because I am not solving the problem that they have. And there are people in yours who do want to buy from me because I am solving their problem and vice versa. So let me tell you, sharing is caring, right? So now action number three is creation. And let me just say that this one is much easier when the last one is done well. Have you ever heard of a runner's high or have you experienced it? Because this is how I imagine business to be once you're in it. You're in your lane, you're tunnel focused, you're listening to only those who you trust and trusting yourself more than anyone. It's a high. It's a place where creation happens so easily. So if it's been feeling so effing hard, like everything seems difficult and you're blocked on copy or content, pull back. Go inward. You are a freaking genius and you have what it takes to do what you want to do without permission or validation from anyone. So why always look outward? Now, right now, in this immediate crisis, I'm going to tell you, do not go recreate the wheel. This is not the time to create a whole new thing that takes you 30 days to put together and implement and test. This is the time to take something, pivot it, with purpose and powerfully position it in the marketplace. And this is best done with something that you already know, you've already done, you've already created. So this brings me to the last one, which is connection. And of course we know what that is, but how does it differ from collaboration? Collaboration is a symbiotic relationship where you gain from each other. A connection is a way to show up and serve with the expectation of nothing in return. Now, there's a reason that I saved this one for last, and it's because I know it's what you should be focusing on most right now. So in order, from top 
to bottom of priority from connection to creation to consumption to collaboration. And we will talk about those offers last. Now, connection should be number one on your list of priorities in this market where it may not have been before. We often shift through and reorder the priority level of them depending upon where we're at in our business, where we are in our sales cycle, and what the universe has delivered for ideas and opportunities. But right now, connection is in the hot seat. So you're probably wondering why. And I think that's a really good question. It's always good to ask. So people are in a high stress state right now. They've moved from their rational brain to lizard survival brain. Imagine a two-year-old who's had its binky taken away. It's the only thing that allowed the child to self-soothe. We've lost a lot of our self-soothing capabilities right now because our whole world has been turned upside down. And that's sort of what's happening right now on a more mature and far more widespread scale. So imagine all of the adults running around out there with unmanaged brains in a state of overwhelm and confusion and loss and feeling out of control and disempowered. That sounds about like that two-year-old, right? The only difference right now is that we know as adults that it's not okay to throw it down on the ground in aisle five at Walmart because we suddenly can't take it anymore after discovering there's no rice left after the hoarders got it right? Like, that's not okay. We have this ability to reason, to live within some lines, but that doesn't mean our brain is actually managed right now. It just means that it's quarantined. So in the midst of all of this, there are a lot of adultish humans pacing this earth, wishing they had an outlet, wishing that someone would hand them their power back, and hoping that someone has an answer. So lady, coach, service-based, biz babe, mentor, whatever it is that you provide right here, right now, this is where you come in. You can be the savior and the guiding light. You can be the solution and the sounding board and the answer to their empowered dreams that feel really disempowered right now. You are needed more than ever and your service is needed more than it ever has been as a coach or strategist or mentor or teacher or if you have a product that will help them right now. This is your time to truly shine. This is what you've been waiting for. So here's the burning question on your brain right now. I can literally feel it through the airwaves and it is hot. So before I get lit up, let me answer it. In the intro and in the title, I stated that you should not be selling right now. And here's why. You are not selling right now. You are saving right now. It is a mentality. It is a shift. It is a pivot. It is selling with saving. It is selling and saving. Now, I've always believed this to be true. I know this about my service as a business strategist that I can and I will save people hundreds of hours in learning alone, but also in making mistakes and setting up their systems wrong and investing in the wrong systems at the wrong times, because honey, I've been there. Trust me, you want to learn from my mistakes, and I will save them thousands in their contacts that fall through the cracks because they don't follow up and they don't get them to the buying process, which serves their business and saves them. So I don't need to test theories. I know what makes marketing sense right now because I've done it. 
So I know to my core that I am saving the overwhelmed, overworked, confused AF, stuck as fuck entrepreneur who has no idea how to start the business or how to scale it from where they managed to get on their own. Congratulations, however far you've gotten by yourself, you did that. But how you're going to move forward, I know 100% is strategic and you need it. So I know this. And that's why, especially in this time, in this crisis, I'm putting my cape on. There are going to be more people searching for an online answer and searching how to create an online business in this time more than any time ever before. So this is the time that you get to let people know you, love you, and trust you as they sit in their survival. Because there's a saying, and I love it, and it rings so true right now, and it goes a little something like this. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So lady, it is time to put your care on when you put your cape on. Now more than ever, it's time to open your heart and open your arms and your offers. It's time to pivot powerfully into the savior you were born to be and to start saving brains and businesses from the chaos that is about to envelop them into the dark abyss of fear and frenzy. It's time to pivot powerfully into the leader that you were made to be and to start owning your knowledge and to understand that what you know is what they don't know and you get to teach them before they lose total ability to rationalize and lead themselves out of the panic and procrastination. It's time to pivot powerfully into investing in your business because you know that what goes down must also then go back up and it's our duty to keep the energy that is money circulating to us and through us as an economically stabilizing army of intelligent spenders because we know, right, that investing in us Investing in our growth, investing in our knowledge, investing in our expertise is the number one best investment right now, if not ever. So should you be selling? No. Not if selling moves you into any emotion that doesn't uphold the solution to a world-altering problem of scarcity. Because when a society believes in the scarcity of its existence, friends, bad shit happens. Or good things can happen because the meek and insecure and unknowledgeable will look for leadership regardless of the integrity of said leader. You get to rise, you get to lead and become the leader with the highest integrity and the solution that saves the most because they're going to be looking for leadership whether it's you or whether it's someone else. And you know that your integrity is within your own control. Now, I know the heart of our coaching community, and I know that at the center of it, the core of it, the reason it keeps beating is because of the way we show up and we serve. And service is a solution. So service is saving. Because service levels the playing field. It breaks down pride and it releases egos. It allows socioeconomic stratification to degrade and for all to become one. It allows for a society to come together to solve problems with really soulful solutions that serve everyone. It is the answer. It is the savior. 
So when you show up to sell, when you put your offers out into the world, I want you to tie that cape on tight. I want you to put your rational, controlled brain, your self-coached brain on and go out into the world to serve and save because that's our job right now. Will money get made in this process? Yes. Will funds get exchanged in this process? Yes. Will you gain clients and customers? Hell yes. But even more, they will see that money is still abundant, that money is still an energy that exists in this world in a positive and flowing state. They will gain your knowledge, your skill set, your calming effect, your motivational effect, your empowering effect, whatever effect you want to have as you show up as the leader you are and you want to be. But they will be better as you serve them and then when you leave them as when you met them. And you may never know what you saved them from, but I know that you saved them. So darling, your sale is in fact a savior. All days and all ways, but right now especially. So it is not about selling. It is not about the sale. It is about saving. It is about who you are saving and what you are saving them from. So as we wrap up this episode, I want you to truly evaluate what you have on your plate to serve up. I want you to look through your suite and see what you can divvy out. I want you to look into your repertoire and ask yourself and them, what do they need most? And regardless of what plan you had to sell XYZ, I want you to simply ask yourself, how can I save them today with what I have as a sale to their benefit? So with that, my dear CEOs, whoo, this was a doozy. I am fired up, I am lit up, and I encourage you, I implore you to go out into the world, go bigger, serve harder, sell more by saving all so that you can make bank, prove that money is still in circulation, give peace of mind to the unmanaged mind, and live so much freaking freer in your total peace of mind. Let's be the leaders that the world needs of us right now, CEO style. Until next time, love you long time. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.